welcome to this week's message from a new church. For more information, or if you'd like to contact us, please visit our website, newchurch.nz. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this message. I'm sharing on the heart this morning, heart check. And I'm going to start by reading from Proverbs 4, verse 20 to 23. So you can read along now and actually hear me while I read it. So here we go. (laughs) My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. I love this passage. I actually love the whole chapter of Proverbs 4. But the context, the book of Proverbs was written mostly by Solomon and he was King David's son. He is known as one of the wisest men that ever lived. And actually a lot of Proverbs was written to young people to give them wisdom on how to live an amazing life. So young people, I really encourage you to read Proverbs. But all of that chapter is amazing. But this morning, I really wanna focus on verse 23. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. That's a crazy verse. Guard your heart, it determines the course of your life. And another translation says, watch over your heart with all diligence for from it flows springs of life. And this verse is a real call to us all to guard our hearts and watch over our hearts, keep them protected and keep them healthy. And it's so easy to go through your whole life and not actually stop and consider the state of your heart. And I want to ask you, when was the last time you actually stopped and considered how your heart's going, how the state of your heart is? When was the last time you thought, how's my heart towards God at the moment? How's my heart towards others? And man, lately, we all know there's been so much angst and tension amongst people and there's been disappointment and there's been hurt. People have wounded hearts at the moment. We're living in a time of wars and pandemics. And we're living in such a contentious time. People are hurting, people are stressed, they're worried and fearful. And sadly, some of this disunity in the world, well, it's flourished in the world, but some of it has actually crept into the church worldwide, sadly. And I read this awesome statement by Chris Voloton recently, which sums it up and it sums up the heart of what I wanna share, what I wanna share this morning. So I'm gonna read it to you. Chris Voloton recently said this, I am deeply concerned by the offence that I see boiling over in the hearts of the church today. In the midst of these tumultuous times, I feel it is extremely important to lay down our offences, guard our hearts and protect our innocence. It can be easy to take on bitterness, resentment and unforgiveness when our world is divided. Personal opinions are loud and the stakes feel high. But how do you protect your innocence and deal with your offences? You must tend to the garden of your heart. When offences, bitterness, entitlement or unforgiveness takes root in our heart, weeds begin to grow. If you do not pull the weeds and tend to the garden of your heart, the fruit of your heart will wither and weeds of offence will grow over. I'd propose that one of the greatest responsibilities is to care for the health of our heart, to tend to our heart, for everything you do flows from it. I challenge you to consider the areas of your heart where weeds have grown over and need pulling today. 
invite the Lord into those places and to heal your heart from the pain. And I thought that was so good. And so this morning we're going to tend to our hearts. We're going to do like a bit of weeding. We're going to maybe water the dry areas, break up some of the farrow ground and let's um, just get healthy hearts this morning. Let's check if there's any blockages. Let's allow healing to come and see our hearts flourish so that our life will flourish. So man, I've just had such a sense lately of let's get ready. I just keep getting this sense of let's get ready for what God is about to do. And I don't know whether any of you have felt that too, but God is about to do something awesome. I truly believe it. And so many people I talk to feel the same way. And there's a sense of let's get ready church. And you know, when we are in crazy, difficult, ever changing seasons, we sometimes can just go into like almost robot mode. We can lose vision. We can just get a bit sleepy spiritually, but God is not asleep right now. God is not asleep, He isn't on vacation. God is doing something in these times. Even though you may not see it, He is on the move and it's our responsibility. Like Simon was talking about during the Revive series, it's our responsibility to get ready, to get our hearts ready for what He's gonna do. So we're gonna get ready. We're gonna prepare our hearts. And when you prepare a garden for planting, you do it in anticipation of the fruit that's going to come. So you prepare the soil, you break up the fairy ground, you, you water that garden, you remove the weeds, the rocks, you, you soften the area ready for the seed to be sown and you prepare it in anticipation of what's going to come. And so this morning we're going to prepare our hearts in anticipation for what God is going to do and what He wants to do in our lives and in our ministries and our workplaces in our families, in our church. Let's prepare in anticipation. Let's prepare our hearts in anticipation for what He wants to do in our beautiful city of Whangarei, our amazing region of Northland, in our amazing country of Aotearoa and New Zealand. Let's get ready. Let's prepare in anticipation for what God's gonna do. So let's have a heart check this morning. We're just gonna check a couple of areas. There's actually so many areas we could check in regards to our heart, but I'm just gonna keep it super simple this morning. And we're gonna do a little heart check on how our heart is towards God and towards others. So firstly, I'm gonna start with our heart towards God. And I've been thinking about back over my life and there have been so many times over the years where my heart has been so thankful to God, like the amazing things that He has done, the promises I've seen come to pass, the amazing experiences I've had, the amazing friendships God's brought into my life. There's just been so many moments where I'm so thankful to God and have felt so blessed. And my heart has just been so thankful, so warm towards God. But to be blatantly honest, over the years, my heart has been so deeply wounded and hurt. And people are so great at wounding hearts. I'm sure you've all um, been wounded deeply, but you know what, I'm sure we've all wounded others deeply too, whether it was knowingly or unknowingly, we've probably all wounded hearts as well. And um, you know, whether it's friends or family or people in your workplace, I'm sure we've even in your church, I'm sure we've all had our hearts deeply wounded at times. But my heart has also been deeply disappointed in God at times. And being blatantly honest, I'm laying my heart out here before you, I have felt so let down by God at times. Um, circumstances in life can happen and you just feel like, God, where are you? How could you allow this to happen? Maybe your planned dreams come crashing down. You just had things that you really believe prayers that God was gonna answer and they don't come about. And um, 
sometimes it can just happen in circumstances. Sometimes it happens in people, but sometimes it happens in God. You get really disappointed in God. And I've struggled through that journey a few times in my life. I know when Simon and I had a couple of miscarriages, um, initially the first time you're really sad and down. And then the second time it was, we were a bit later on in the pregnancy and I was just like, God, how could you actually allow us to happen again? And like the journey was even harder that time and just suffering loss and disappointment. I remember when my brother died at the right young age of 24, I had so much faith for how his life was gonna turn out and so many dreams and plans that I've made to see come truth, fruitful in his life. And then just that feeling of disappointment and that disappointment I had to deal with towards God was quite massive. Like, how could you allow this to happen, God? I felt so, disappointment, disappointed in life and at God. But Proverbs 4.23 says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. And I wanna say this morning that no matter what happens in your life, you need to learn how to guard your heart through the disappointments and through the pain so that it doesn't become bitter and hardened, especially towards people, but even more so towards God, because the state of your heart determines the course of your life. It's so important. So I want this morning firstly for us to check our heart towards God. Um, a few years ago, Simon, well, I was with him, we found ourselves in hospital and he was having his heart checked out. It was crazy. I think it was an afternoon. Classic guy, had symptoms, ignored them. So the wife got in there and made him go up to hospital. But often you can tell if something isn't quite right with your heart by the symptoms. And the symptoms give you clues and then you go to the professionals and they check if there's blockages or issues. And I wanna ask you this morning, do you have symptoms of a heart that may have issues towards God? Do you love spending time with God? Do you look forward to it? How do you feel about the Word of God? Do you, do you treasure it? Do you value it? Are you excited to read it and to hear from God? Do you feel like you can just come before God boldly and just be yourself and talk to Him? Do you feel like you can just let it all hang out and know that He really cares for you and you can totally be yourself around Him? If you really dread spending time with God or feel like you can't trust Him or be yourself around Him, maybe that's a little like clue that there's a work in your heart that needs to happen. Maybe it's like a little symptom and you know that maybe you need to come to him and deal with something, a blockage that's gone in the way or an issue that you haven't worked through. Maybe your heart just feel, feels really cold towards God and you feel like that fire has died. That could be a symptom that maybe there's something you need to work through with God. So if you know this morning that you have got an element of maybe offence towards God, I've been there, we're all human maybe disappointment or hurt, can I encourage you to just come to Him and just be willing to give that pain to Him and trust in Him, even when things don't make sense. God wants to dwell in you and transform you and change you and He wants to live in you, but you need to come and trust that He is reliable, He's trustworthy, He can be trusted with your heart and surrender it again to Him. I know when I've felt offended at God or hurt, it's almost like I become really closed off to even hearing His voice, that whisper or being led by Him. So as you come to Him this morning and surrender your heart back to Him, even if it's angry towards Him or struggling with some stuff, He will bring healing. 
And I believe that's going to happen for some of you guys this morning. Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 8 says this, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to Him and He will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. I love that. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart giving all of your heart to Him and trusting in Him. And it brings health to you and healing. So in my moments of disappointment and despair in God, when things haven't made sense, I've eventually chosen to trust Him even when things don't make sense, to trust Him and know that things will make sense in the end. And I've become like a little child trusting in its parents even when things don't make sense, having that childlike faith and knowing that even in my hurt and despair, if I trust in Him, He will bring healing, He will bring hope. And one day we will eventually understand it all. So I wanna challenge you this morning that maybe this morning's the morning that you do that. So how is your heart towards God this morning? And in the end, we'll pray together and um, pray for you. Secondly, I wanna ask each of you, how is your heart towards each other? If you've been hurt by others, like who hasn't? Every single one of us has been hurt by a person in our life, I'm sure. You might still be carrying some of that hurt in your heart without realising it. And like we read at the start, Proverbs 4.23 says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. And I think it's so important that if you wanna have a healthy, fruitful life, you need to regularly check your heart towards others. And can I just stop and say that boundaries are so important and good. I think sometimes when we talk about forgiving others and loving others, it means just having no boundaries and letting people trample all over you or abuse you. Can I say this morning that boundaries are so important. It's like a farm, a well-run farm has fences and boundaries and it stops areas getting trampled. It allows animals to be fed well. So boundaries are so important. But sometimes in our effort to put up protective boundaries, we can almost build like barriers that completely close off anyone from ever having access to our hearts or being close to us. And um, we just wall off our heart and it means that we don't even flourish at all in our lives. And as I was preparing this message, I had such a clear picture for someone or maybe some people this morning. And I got the phrase, it's time to let go of the hurt. It's time to let go of the hurt. And I had a picture of a young child in a room and it was a dark room and they were curled up in a corner and the room was damp and the room was mouldy and dark and the small child was curled up in a corner. And then I saw Jesus walk in and he opened the curtains and the light flooded in. And man, light is such a picture of God and His power coming in. And then He opened the windows and the fresh air blowed through, like the power of the Holy Spirit coming. And then He walked up to the child and picked them up by the hand and they stood tall. And I just felt for someone this morning, it's time to let go. Like you've been living in this little world, maybe locked away in your pain and it's made you stunted and you've just become like stagnant and just alone. But God wants to come in this morning and reach out to you and give you hope and wholeness and the wind of the Spirit will blow into your life and there'll be light again and you will be all that you've been called to be. You will stand tall. So I just pray that over you this morning, whoever that is for, you know, in trying to protect our hearts, 
We can totally wall ourselves off and become trapped. But God wants to bring freedom to you this morning so that you will flourish. So I hope that encourages some of you and that you'll find freedom this morning as you open your heart back up to God, whether you've been, if you've been hurt by others. So people cause pain. People in our families cause pain. People in our workplaces cause pain. People in school cause pain. Man, I know so many of us probably have bad memories from people hurting us in school. People in churches cause pain, sadly. But wherever there are people, our, hurt, our hearts can get hurt. And I wanna say though, community is so important. It is essential. And I think sometimes we can cut off ourselves from community to try and protect ourselves from pain. So it's in family that we actually learn how to function well and have healthy relationships. We learn to put up with each other. We learn to grow and flourish and be all God's made us to be. And um, it's so true in our actual families and even more so in our spiritual families in the church. And I just wanna say, I believe more than ever, it's so important church that now is the time that we show the world how a healthy family functions and operates. And that will happen as we allow God to heal the pain in our hearts. John Mark Comer says this, I love this. He said, stay with your church, especially with your closest siblings in the family of God. So many people are just turning away from church, but he is saying, stay with the church, stay with your church, especially with the closest siblings in the family of God. Live in a thick web of interdependent relationships. Quietly defy the individualism that is wreaking havoc across the West. Surrender your autonomy to love. Place yourselves in the constraint of community, for it is there we are set free. Give up your preference for the sake of others. Enroll in the school of agape. When you fail a course, throw yourself upon God's mercy. Come back to the table, eat the bread, drink the wine, ingest the forgiving love of God. Repent, repent again and again, risk vulnerability. We will get hurt and we will hurt in return. That's part of facing grace. Our greatest wounds come from relationships, but so does our deepest healing. The risk is worth it. It's such a challenging quote that if you want to reread it, it'll be in the Bible app notes, but I love that. I love that last line, our greatest wounds come from relationships, but so does our deepest healing. The risk is worth it. So church, it's time to truly love each other. I love in John 13, Verse 34 to 35, it says, A new commandment I give you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And uh, man, it's by our love for one another that the world knows we are Jesus' followers. And I was thinking about the church, especially our church. We are a mismatched bunch of different ages and races and personalities and career choices. We are from different socioeconomic backgrounds. We have totally different personal preferences. We have probably varied opinions on every area in life but we have one person in common and that is Jesus. And we gather and we love each other because of Him, not because of the other stuff, but because we love Jesus. 
And that's how we show the world that we are His followers. And that's how we show the world how amazing Jesus is, that He could unite such a, a crazy bunch of people who really love each other despite our flaws. And I love that. It's a miracle that we gather as one and love each other, but that is the miracle of Jesus. And that is the miracle of the church. And we are called together and worship, no matter who we are and what our thoughts and views are, and worship Jesus so that we can reach this world and show the love of Jesus, the hope that He has to offer for all. I love that. So we must learn to love each other. So this morning I want to ask you, how is your love towards each other? And as you're listening, maybe just say, Holy Spirit, is there someone I really need to forgive? Is there a situation I just need to surrender to you? Is there something I just need to finally just let go of and trust you with? So in conclusion, I wanna encourage you this morning to check your heart towards others, to check your heart towards God. Maybe you know there's an area you need to weed out or surrender to God. And I wanna remind you that we serve a supernatural God. He can do miracles. And you don't need to strive to make things happen. All you need to do with God is surrender. Surrender the situation to Him. Surrender your heart to Him. And He will come in and He'll do all the heavy lifting. He'll do the hard work if you surrender. Thanks so much for listening. We hope it was an encouragement to you. To contact us or to find out what's happening at our church, please check out our website, renewchurch.nz.com.